Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, very honest comments from All-Star Weekend that some people are latching on to. I don't think it's that big of a deal. However, however, it does raise some interesting questions about the long-term future with those guys. I'm sorry, it just does. And we're going to talk about those, and we're also going to talk about the starting lineup and the need to get those guys in tune over this last home stretch so the Celtics can win a championship. It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device, wherever you get your podcast, whichever app you use, this podcast exists there. It's also on YouTube. You want to watch the show on YouTube, hop on that Lockdown Celtics YouTube page, jump into the comments, take part in the discussion. It's a nice, uh, some fun discussion going on there in a comment section, a good YouTube comment section for once. So check that out. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I used to play once upon a long time ago. And today, uh, I'm also not only, what I say? I, I, I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I host this podcast. I host Locked on NBA. I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. That's, uh, that I did that. And that's it. <clears throat> so, actually, I, I do want to say thank you to everybody who was at the Armory in Somerville for the discussion of Kendrick Perkins' book, the one I've been talking about recently in the podcast. I got to meet a few of you over there. I got to talk to a few of you over there before the, the thing started and afterwards. And I even made uh, some new friends. Hopefully, we got some new listeners here on the podcast from that. Uh, it was a real fun time. Uh, it was great to talk to Perk. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that show. I'm very thankful for my inclusion in that. It's a, it's a big point in, in for, for Kendrick Perkins being back in Boston and plugging a book in the city that they, the people there really love the fact that the uh, world champ Kendrick Perkins was back and they, there was a lot of support there for him. So thanks everybody for coming out. All right. Later on in the podcast, third segment, we'll talk about what we're looking forward to. The first thing that we're looking forward to the starting lineup that has barely ever played together this season. We'll do that. The first two segments, we're going to focus on things that were said during the all-star break that were kind of, I don't know, curious. Jason Tatum on his most favorite coach that he's ever had. That's in the second segment and why that would be interesting. But we're going to start with Jalen Brown, who says it takes sacrifice on my behalf to be part of this Celtics team. Also sacrificing is Tom Westerholm being part of this show. Tom, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute since we had you on. It has, man. You hit me up last week and I had to uh, break the news to you politely that, uh, there was a stomach bug running through my family like wildfire, mm. which caused other things to run through us like wildfire. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. All right. <laughs> Two minutes and 38 minutes, seconds. Aren't you glad I'm back? <laughs> uh, we're glad we're back. And and you know what? My laziness when it comes to editing means that story will oh, survive. I, I kind of figured make, it would. I can write it. 
right at the beginning, right when you got all these new listeners from your great, first respectable, thing. your respectable like, event with Kendrick Perkins. Yep, You're both wearing yep, your blazers. Yeah, I had Tom's just coming blazer in. Blazer on, and we're being really professional, and and people were like, "Wow, this guy seems like somebody I can really." He really, really got. Like, he really has his yeah, stuff together. Yeah. Like what? And three minutes into their first podcast experience, Tom makes a poop joke. So I have to right. do it. Have yeah. to do it. Man. All right. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we will recover. I will recover because I am a professional here. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. All right. Let's. Uh, I mean, I guess we could say like the first two segments here are are kind of in that same vein. Like it, it's almost like. Do we do we want to talk about this stuff? But right. look, Jalen and Jason said these things, and let's start with Jalen Brown. And and why I want to bring this up is mostly because we come out of that All Star game, and I think, man, that's such a cool moment with Jalen and Jason going back and forth, and Jalen hits him with a too small, and that's really fun. They're both having a lot of fun together afterwards. They're cool moment with deuce and all that and i come out i think you know this is this is great there's there's nothing that can be said about jalen and jason and their relationship and yet here comes a quote that people latch on to where he talks about it takes sacrifice on my behalf Uh, it's definitely a lot of opportunities that you can be a guy but the ultimate goal for me and jason is to always has always been to win games so when you see team dynamics there's nothing wrong with doing your job on the team so throughout my career i've learned to be and play the role that has been needed for me to play. And I think that's part of why success has been able to happen. Being able to humble yourself and be like, yeah, I know I could be something somewhere else, but there's no problem being a great guy and winning here in Boston. So at first glance, think, Hey, you know what? That's actually pretty self-aware. He's probably thinking to himself, you know, he, he, he took a contract. That's he's, he's overperforming. He's overperforming his contract. He could go somewhere else and be the guy. He could be a number one option somewhere else. A team like, I don't know, San Antonio might want him to be their number one option, right? There's a team like Atlanta, his hometown team, might say, hey, we're struggling. They just fired their coach. We could use a number one option. There there are teams out there that could say, hey, we we take it. And he says, the success, I want to be part of something successful, so I'm going to sacrifice a little bit. But on the other hand, people are like, oh, see, he does want to be that guy somewhere. He will eventually want to be that guy. And how long before this desire, this this feeling of his that I'm I'm less than what I could normally be, how long before that rips things apart? So I don't know, Tom, where do you where do you sit on this? So my take on it is just kind of my take. I feel like I use this a lot. Right. But it's like, what did you think he thought? Like, right. Did did you not, did you not think that Jalen Brown, this supremely talented player who has accurately called himself a prodigy in the past, did you, (laughs) did you, and, and, and was not wrong about it, right? He was a prodigy and remains, remains a prodigious talent in the NBA. Like this is not like, this is, shouldn't come as a huge surprise that he thinks probably correctly that if he went to another team, he would be a, like a very good number one option on that team. Like, yep. and you know, as long as that's the case, I, I think, you know, you can look at the rest of the statement and, and him talking about how, you know, he's making these sacrifices, but like him and he and Tatum, you know, their whole thing is about winning and they're, they're trying to win games. 
And I think, you know, you could really, you could project that out, right? You could say that two, three, four, five years down the road, Jalen's going to want whatever it is, Jalen's going to want to be a number one guy someday. You could look at it that way if you want. You could also look at it as if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown win a title, two titles, three titles, you know, however many, like two titles is, is you know, it's just kind of like, that's a, that's, that'd be a very successful sure. a partnership, right? You look at that, you can say like, okay, if, if he's all about winning and like if he's putting up numbers like this, you win two titles in a place you're talking about him as a, as a Hall of Famer. Like that's and, and like that's a big legacy thing, too. Like, I, I just think like people worry about this stuff a lot and it like and, and, and a lot of it requires this sort of forward thinking and, and this kind of uh, um, projecting where there might not be anything to project. I think Jalen was just accurately saying Hey, I'm I'm a guy who like I made the All Star team. I um even in a glorified layup line, I can score 35 points <laughs> against like the best yeah. the best players in the world. Like, what do you think he thinks of himself as a basketball player? I suspect he thinks that he's one of the best players in the NBA, and I think most people would agree with him. So here we are, like just kind of like I understand kind of the, the the like it is kind of an eye-catching quote it is kind of like a huh, yeah. kind of moment no question but at the same time I just think that we all kind of knew that that this is what he thinks and he just kind of said it out loud and I don't think that's such a bad thing by the way today's show brought to you by prize picks first time users get a hundred percent deposit uh instant deposit match up to hundred dollars with the promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on yeah I I fall on the side of you know it unfortunately there's nothing you can do um, about people who are going to say that this is going to drive something between Tatum and Brown because those are the people who are still saying it, who are still saying it, are, are just actively ignoring the the what's actually happening. Have been actively ignoring the relationship between these two guys all season long and from last season, and only want to say. Uh, something that will get the the attention and and drive the conversation and drive the phone calls and and do that stuff. I think the other side of it, uh, you know, beyond that is we want our athletes to be honest and then the second they are, boy, do people pounce on it because you're you're exactly right. What the hell is he supposed to think? I want my guys to be supremely confident because confidence is huge in basketball. I want players who believe in themselves because that's going to be what gets you to that next level. Now, if anything, I'd like to rein it in a little bit in end of game situations where, you know, sometimes both of those guys, Jalen and Jason will, will say, Hey, time to put my Cape on. And, and, and maybe that's not always the best situation. We've talked about that ad nauseum since the finals. I don't want to be the, the guy that says, Jalen said this, we're going to pounce on it because, you know, it, I think it is honest. And I think he, he is correct. He is correct. He can go be a number one option somewhere. And it does take sacrifice. And like, he's, we, we want guys who are going to sacrifice. We've been talking all season long. Look at this team and how much it's sacrificing. Malcolm Brogdon's in that six man role. Derek White is going to probably go to the bench. All of these guys are are sacrificing, and then Jalen Brown comes out and is like, yeah, you know, it is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice for me too. I could go out there and have the ball in my hands and have 30 shots a night, 
and I, I don't sometimes. And so, but that's what I got to do to be part of this team. And we've got big goals and I want to accomplish those big goals. It's, it's honesty. It's an honesty that maybe some people aren't used to. And it's an honesty that can be misinterpreted, but I'd rather, I just rather, I'd rather have Jalen Brown say this one honest thing and and then maybe if somebody decides they want him to clarify it, he does, then to have him just rely on canned answer after canned answer after canned answer and not say anything because I do think I, I think that Jalen is a thoughtful guy and I think he's been very open. I'd rather have him be open about stuff like this. And I like I said, I think he's I think he's correct. I do think he's correct. I agree with you. Let's take a second. Uh, to we'll continue this and we'll we'll fold in Jay, Jason Tatum talking about his most favorite coach, and uh, we can we can play this the same exact game we just played with what he said about his former coach. First, today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy. Daily fantasy made easy. It's fun, and why is it fun? Because it's not you against a bunch of people with bunch of high-powered computers and algorithms and systems and all that stuff it's you against the numbers they put out their projections you got to say more or less so you want to take jason tatum in that first game in indiana and say more or less whatever the points that prize pick sets out there that's great you pick two to six players and if you get them right you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry they offer projections on every sport out there and i say Every sport. I mean, I mean it. There, there's international like, disc golf. I'm not even going to tell you all the pre pro in college and all this. Disc golf. They have it. Eurobasket, cricket. They, if they have those, you know they got everything that you're looking for. So you can make those entries in 60 seconds or less. Super easy. And what do you want? Safe and fast withdrawals as soon as you win. That's what you get. Uh, and it's currently operational over 30 states and Canada. So go download the PrizePix app. Go to prizepix.com, sign up, and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users get a 100% deposit, an instant deposit match, up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Very simple. The only thing you've got to do is get that promo code in there, locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen. Make Locked On NBA your second listen. Uh, I should be hosting the Locked On NBA podcast today, but the Perkins event took me away from that. But I'm generally there on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans. We have a great time. Hop on the Locked On NBA podcast feed. Check that out. Get it. It's a fun show for all. Let's get back to the Jalen Brown discussion about um, the sacrifice. Tom, did you have anything else that you wanted to add there after I, I had gone on? No, I mean, I, I think I think we're largely on the same page, right? Where it's like, yeah. it, it's like, it's it, I under I do understand why people. I guess I, I do understand why people pick up on that. Like it, it's 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 it because it's Jalen is being very honest, but in being very honest, which is you know what we would prefer, he's also kind of saying the quiet part out loud, right? Where and like that is yeah notable. It's like, huh? Okay, now. Now we're saying it. All right. Yeah. So I do understand why people grabbed onto it. But I also just think like, you know, when you when you kind of break it down, like truly, this is this is what you would expect um, him to, to to sort of be telling himself and to be probably telling yep. those around him. So, yeah, there's it's no different than 
the Draymond Green, I'm the best defender that that has ever played. But like, are you really? But like, well, yeah, uh, that's what I'm supposed to think. That's like that whole promo with Shaquille. And it. That's what you're supposed to think, even though well, I'll put Bill Russell in your face every single time you say that. But, you know, you're supposed to think that stuff. I mean, it is a little different because it, it's like if, if Draymond had Bill Russell on his team. Right. And he was like, yeah. that he was saying. like, it's a, so okay, it's a little bit different, but it, fair, I, I, fair, I do but agree also, with you largely. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So, so there's, there's some consternation out there, but it's really, it's really nothing. And neither in, you know, mostly are the comments that Jason Tatum said about Ime Udoka, who is now officially no longer head coach of the Boston Celtics. Now that the interim tag has been removed from, Joe Mazzula. So Joe Mazzula has the official title, a contract extension. He's here for a while. The Celtics don't like to change head coaches, so I wouldn't expect Mazzula to go anywhere, especially the best team in the NBA right now. So I expect him to stick around. But, you know, Jason said, probably, Ime is probably my most favorite coach I've ever had, and that's not a knock on anybody. He says, I got a great relationship with Joe. Uh, I love everything he's doing and extremely happy for him. He said, Brad Stevens helped me navigate the NBA, kind of watched me grow. Uh, I have a different perspective and respect for each coach I've just had in different times in my life. He threw Coach K in there, too, uh, in the quote, which was he interesting. Did. Before before all that, which I was like, huh, him, too. All right, yeah. all right. Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but he says, look, he he just has uh, a different kind of relationship with Ime. And you know what? I can see that. Ime got a lot yeah. out of Jason Tatum. He turned yep. Jason Tatum into a different kind of player challenged him in a way that nobody had truly challenged him. And you can say that Joe, I mean, that Ime is a, directly responsible for some of the things that Jason Tatum is doing that makes him an MVP candidate. Yeah. So yeah, I can see, I can see why he says that. I can too. I, when he said it at like, I, I kind of knew I, I knew it was going to be a big deal, right? You know that a quote like that is going to be a big deal, especially right after Missoula just got his extension. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's like now Tatum, like, yeah. right, like right this second. But at the same time, I mean, I, I look, I'm, I'm not going to uh, kind of similar to Jalen. I'm not going to fault Tatum here for being honest. You know, when we're this far into his career and I mean, it's, it's so refreshing to just hear him speaking openly after, you know, covering him when he was, 19 and 20 years old like he was really young and he was you know kind of shy around the media and it's it's refreshing to see him not like that anymore and just kind of speaking openly but yeah, yeah I mean Ime was was so impactful on him it, you know I think it's very interesting to see the dynamic where where Tatum and and Jalen too and other guys on the team they they talk very much like very often about how they're very happy for Missoula they're like there's this sort of um, it, it, it's a different sort of conversation than you would have about Ime where, you know, Ime would like pull them aside and just berate them to be better. And then they would go out and be better. <laughs> Whereas yeah. like, I don't think Missoula does that. And, and they're happy for him. You know, they're happy for this situation that he's found himself in and is thriving in, but that's different than the guy that they went out that like Brad Stevens went out and brought in specifically to berate J Jason and Jalen into being better. It's just that's like, true. It's a very different dynamic, and I think I—I I mean, look, I, I think Tatum really improved a lot, like over the last couple of years. Like you said, it like Ime made a huge difference for him, and I think 
you know, I mean, Missoula is doing a really nice job, but I, I don't, you know, I wonder how much of, you know, the nice job that he's doing and, and, and the star power that he has on his team is kind of reaping the rewards of what he may kind of built over that season. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it is, it is a complex, messy situation, but like, I, I really cannot fault. You can't really fault Tatum for saying that. Like, it's just, he's just being honest. He may brought a lot out of him. Yeah. I, I look again, it's the same. Like, it is the same as Jalen. He, he, he said something that you can say, yeah, of, of course it, it was a pivotal. If, if there's a coach that makes me a different kind of player, makes me an MVP candidate and you can draw a straight line through his coaching and currently holding up the uh, MVP trophy and, you know, just all of the things that, that, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Does it, and, and nothing about what Jalen said and nothing about what Jason said changes anything about this team this year. What we're seeing right now changes absolutely mm -hmm. nothing. No impact whatsoever. Probably not next year. Probably not the year after that. Probably. Right. Um, but, but there's the the one thing that these comments do raise is the sliver of okay well like i said before in in 2 3 years maybe jalen has won two or three championships and now he can say i've done it as part of this team now let me see if i can go do it on my own very kevin durantish you know what i mean like why would you leave golden state cuz he wanted to do it in a different way Maybe Jalen does that. Maybe he never does. Maybe he retires in Boston. But there's just that little sliver of, huh, okay, he's still – there's – okay, we'll, we'll keep that in mind, I guess. Jason, says, Jason does the same thing. Jason has talked glowingly about Boston, loves Boston, no doubt in my mind about him here long term. But is there a point when he's in his early 30s? We know how cyclical things are. Eventually – this team, this Celtics team, will go from contender to questions. We got some questions about who we want to pay. Who it, and is Tatum at that point going to be like, hey, I'm still 28, 29, 30, 31, whatever he is. I still got a lot of time left. I'm not going through this. I'm not going through this. Is that going to be a time where, hey, Ime Udoka is back in the league? I'm going to assume – I don't know what happened off the court, but he's a good coach. That's all I know. I know yep. that he's a good coach. At some point, time heals all wounds. A team will decide to take a chance. It's not condoning anything that he's done. I have no clue what he did, but I do know that that's how things work. Forgiveness happens. He'll tell his story. The Celtics will tell their story at some point, and they'll move on. He'll be a coach. The only thing I would counter there is that I don't think the Celtics are ever going to tell their story. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that's a whole other thing. I think that I think that Ime is going to have to start telling his side of the story at some point. Sure. And yeah. there's it's if it sounds at all like the Celtics were were wrong in this, I'm sure there will be somebody out there that gets the whole story that counterpoints like, hey, yeah, Ime's telling like this is just how it works, Tom. You know that's how it true. is. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's that's gonna that, that's gonna have to happen. Yeah. Um, but is there a point where in Jason Tatum's prime, late prime, that Ime is a coach somewhere, and he says, "Trade me to that team." That's I want to go play for Ime again. You guys are rebuilding. Maybe that team is willing to make a trade. I want to go there, or maybe he holds the Celtics' feet to the fire, and you don't get as much as you can from a Tatum trade. 
And who knows if Brad Stevens is still running the show at that point or what? Who knows if the owners are still the owners? Yeah. Who knows? But it does open up that sliver of, well, fans of that team can say, hey, remember when Jason said most favorite coach? All of a sudden, whatever social media is the hot at the time, there's going to be all the photoshops of Jason Tatum in that jersey. Better hope it's not the Lakers, man. That's all I got to say. That's what I was going to say. That was exactly what I was going to say. That if like if the Lakers are smart and they're looking for their next like guy that they can just kind of like circle like a vulture over top of just kind of waiting for their moment. Um, if they're smart, they go out because like you said it. Ime Udoka is a he, whatever happened off the court. He is a good coach. And if you're the Lakers and you go out and get a good coach who also is going to make is going to like start the vultures over a top five player in the NBA. Yeah. Tatum Tatum. Will Sorry, sign Darvin Ham. Like, yeah. Tatum will sign his new deal with the new TV money and stay with Boston. hundred percent, hundred percent that that's going to happen. Um, after that happens and he's like a year or two in, and the Celtics are paying him and the Celtics are paying Jalen Brown and the, you know, there are still financial, there are dynamics at play in Boston where they can't be like the Warriors and pay that tax forever. They right. can't do it as long as the Golden State Warriors had. They're doing it now. Good for them. They'll do it for a few more years. Good for them. The choices of who to pay and for how long come sooner for the Boston Celtics than they do for the Warriors or the Clippers. That is just a fact. When that question comes, who's he coaching? And is it, I mean, that's, that possibility is out there. People are going to hate us for putting that possibility out there, but that's the, that's life, baby. That's life in the NBA. And if the Lakers are smart, they're going to be like, oh, whoa, hey, we know this. We know how this goes, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, Tatum getting to play for a team that, I mean, I don't know. This is going to be very Paul Pierce. Like, is, is he going to be the guy who says, you know what? I, I knew I like, I grew up a Kobe fan and loved the Lakers and Kobe, but having been a Celtic for my whole life, I know what it means and I can't betray that. And maybe he doesn't want to do that. Or is he just, are, are the kids nowadays or the kids that, that these young guys like Tatum, do they just not care? But you know what? I, that That's great. But I've always I mean, wanted to do this. I mean, even if you set aside like a, a kids these day type situation, like like Pierce, it's not like he stayed with the Celtics because he like just like oh like I I can't I can't betray the city. He he wanted to leave the year before. Like he he stayed because they got Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. Like you just got to give him a reason. I feel like you just got to like like you got to create a situation that he wants to stay in. So it just kind of depends. Like you know, can the Celtics create a situation that Jason Tatum wants to stay in? And obviously, like. I think if, if, if you're someone who is starting to stress about Tatum three, four years from now, I just like, I, I don't like worry about that in the future. Like you have Jason Tatum on your team now, you know what I mean? Like this is, yeah. this is like, this is a championship potential team. The Celtics are going to do what they can to try to keep him happy, to try to like keep a good situation around him. Brad Stevens seems like a very good GM. I just think like, like, Look, I understand the concerns. I understand like the the Lakers vulturing is very like annoying and also with Tatum a little bit worrisome. But at the same time, it's like the Celtics so far have done a great job of creating a culture around him that is the kind of culture where somebody would want to stay. So 
there's there's your counter, right? Like if, if you're yelling at us in the YouTube comments oh. and you're saying like, screw you guys, <laughs> the Celtics are very good, have done a very good job of building a team around Tatum that will that it, like is, makes him happy. The 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 this is not a this year thing. This is not a no. next year thing. No. They're no. not gonna the Lakers are not gonna fire Darvin Ham this year to get Ime Udoka next year in hopes of luring J- Jason Tatum away in the next two three years when his contract is up two year whenever it is that he can opt out. Um, that is not going to happen. That I don't feel like is going to be a thing. I feel like, um, he'll sign in Boston. He'll do that big max, crazy $500 million contract or whatever it's going to be with that crazy TV money. He'll do that. He'll stick around. And the, the, the scenario that I'm bringing up is they've won the championships. They've won all the championships. The question at that point, all of them, they've won all of them. However, however many they will have won, this is going to be the end of their – it's going to be very Pierce KG-like, but maybe not quite as old. That He's going to be and, – and, and really, like you said, it's going to be incumbent on the Celtics to keep this thing going. And if, if it just gets to a point where they don't want to pay certain players and the guys like Tatum and Brown look around and say, you know what? You're not doing. You're not doing what it takes anymore. You used to, and now you're not. If that comes to pass, then you run the. Then you run the risk of losing those guys. And hey, that could just be the natural. Well, it's time to rebuild anyway. Right. It's just time. We don't. We we've lost everybody. These two guys are great, but we're just you know, these two other three other teams in the East have just surpassed us. It's it's time to. Trade those guys and move on. We'll get all the picks and we'll get we'll do we'll do what you know Houston and OKC or whatever is doing, and we'll we'll just start over and hopefully we could do a quick a quick rebuild. But that's that's the that's the timing of of all the stuff I'm talking about. Um, it just sucks. You know what sucks the most that hmm. this happened at the All Star break and a day there's like actually, today. There's actually time to talk about it. <laughs> there's time to talk about it. Yeah. This is where the Celtics didn't hold a media session today. There's no practice on Tuesday. I don't even know if they were allowed to practice on Tuesday, but there's no media on Monday. There's no media on Tuesday. There's no media on Wednesday. They go to uh, Indy to play for Thursday. And these comments just are lingering out there and people are latching onto them. And it's like part of it, part of us on the podcast, you say, well, we, we want to talk about it because other people are talking about it and we kind of want to counter what they're saying. But also, this is part of the discussion. It just happens to be part of the discussion with this. It, it sucks that it happened now because, Tom, there's a championship to be won this season. This season. And we oh, got to talk about that. Yeah. They didn't win the championship in, in Utah. I thought Tatum was holding up the finals MVP trophy. It was the all-star MVP trophy. So what do we do now? What's the biggest topic that we need to cover? It's the starting lineup. We'll do that in just a second. We have gone incredibly long here in this section. I think I need a built bar to kind of get through the rest of this because we've gone so long in in the podcast. But a built bar is great in these scenarios where maybe you're stuck somewhere and you need a snack. It gives you only 130 calories. You get like four grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein or so that's great because if you want to do it as a meal replacement and have some like one of those with a piece of fruit and a glass of water for breakfast or a coffee 
that's great. Um, if you are going to the gym, you know that you can do your cardio and you won't er erase it with just one protein bar. You can uh, get that protein that you need for to build muscles. You just throw a couple built bars into your work bag, your school bag, and you know that if you get stuck late somewhere, you can get one and it tastes good, it's good for you, and now you can get them anywhere. Built.com is a great place to go because you can use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off and you can just stock up. Or you can go to Walmart, pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. Or you can go to Sam's Club, you can get a 13 bar box of brownie batter or churro. It's all there, it's available. They are popping up in the wild, so Check them out, or like I said, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off. Tom, this is what happens when we don't talk for a while. We get on a show and we just go blah, 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 blah. But we got we to gotta blah, blah, blah about this starting lineup, which I think is the number one topic coming out of the break. They have only played in, I, I think the, it's six games together. I think they've played 71 possessions together, mm -hmm. which... You know, an average NBA game is somewhere around 100 possessions. So they haven't even played the equivalent of one NBA game together. And, hey, look, it is a new coach. It is Joe Mazzulla. And they are trying to accomplish something different. And they do have other teammates that they're they're playing with off the bench. And there's there are a lot of things different in, in you know, from, from last year. So getting Tatum and Brown and Smart with Rob and Al out there together and getting some reps – and and making sure that Rob's ankle and leg is you know are right, and these guys can work together. You got to make sure that you got to the next twenty three games for the Celtics has to be, in my opinion, focused on getting these guys out there, getting them the right amount of time together, and then mixing in the rest of the guys in their regular roles. But this, to me, has to be like the number one priority moving forward. It does. And I mean, look, like Tatum said at, at All-Star, like one of one of his quotes that I thought was really interesting was just like he said, one of the things I've learned over my over my years is that the team that plays the best over this next stretch generally is the team that wins it all. Like the team that kind of and he was talking about how he and Jalen, you know, said they need to kind of buckle down because this this is the, the crucial stretch um, in, regarding the starting lineup. This is a weird one because. When, when you look at who has really set themselves a, a, apart this season, it's Derek White. Like, he's mm – -hmm. and he's going to be sent back to the bench. And, you know, I think before the season, if you and I were, were just talking about, like, okay, if the Celtics had a third all-star, who would it be? We would have said probably Robert Williams. I mean, maybe not this year because he's got, you know, injuries yep. and all that stuff. But Rob is the other kind of all-star caliber guy. I mean, Derek White's been an all-star the last, he's like – few weeks yeah. like he's been that guy um you know and, and i think especially when you when you take into account some of missoula's sort of cryptic like i don't know is rob williams gonna be a starter like <laughs> it's like you start to just kind of like you just start to wonder a little bit like like what are they gonna do this this starting lineup has not played that much together there are other lineups that have just obliterated people right like the the smart Derek white um, Brown Tatum Horford lineup is plus 13.4, um, you know, outscoring opponents by 13.4 per hundred, um, you know, Derek white, uh, Jalen Tatum Horford Rob is outscoring people by 43 points per hundred possessions. Like, and I don't think 
the Celtics are going to start smart like that. They're not going to they're not going to kind of mess with things that right, way. Right. But like that's not going to change. Like that's not going to change that that white the Derek White double big lineup isn't going to happen. But like, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they'll probably go back to their original starting lineup when everybody's healthy. Right. But like, I think so. I, I think. Yeah. Okay. So people have asked that on the podcast. People do ask all over the place and you say, Hey, Al Horford is the, is the guy that would, you'd say, Hey, let's bring Al Horford off the bench. But Al Horford has been huge as a starter. He's really been, good. he's been great. Like he's, he's been a, a very big outlet, uh, literally and figuratively for the Celtics in the corners. And you just have to account for, a guy, you have you have to make sure that a guy that is as big as Horford and that can defend like Horford, that can shoot like Horford and space the floor, you gotta put him in there at the beginning of this game to set the tone. That's the whole point of this lineup. That White, uh, yeah, he can come in and he's a, he's a great defender and he can block shots and all of that stuff, but you sacrifice a lot of size. And he makes up for his side that that uh, in in a lot of ways, but Horford can give you what you need in that position without demanding too much. The other the other argument, the other side of this argument is, you put Derek White in there, he's not going to have the ball as much as he does when these other guys are out. He's not going to have the same usage rate. You want Derek White to take this many shots? With Tatum and Brown on the floor? Really? No, that's not going to happen. So with those two guys, you want your point guard to to be a distributor, which Marcus Smart is. You want an outlet out there in Al Horford. And with Rob, you have that vertical space that creates space for guys to get their shots and then attack a closeout. It, defensively, those two guys, it's, it's too good. It's too good a lineup defensively. And then you you let Derek White off the bench and you say, do what you do, just do it five minutes later in the game than instead of the top of the game. And have you can have White and Brogdon together. And in the regular season, it won't happen in the playoffs, but you can you can start a second quarter with Tatum and Brown on the bench with Derek White if he's coming off the bench. You you can start that quarter instead of Jason Tatum, take Tatum out. Put Derek White in there, spare Tatum some minutes, and just go that way. So I just it just makes too much sense, too much sense to start that double big lineup. You gotta. I generally agree. I mean, it's funny that you said you know bringing Horford off the bench. My, I mean, my if I was going to start Derek White, my pitch would be to continue bringing Rob off the bench a little bit. Like, oh. like mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just uh, like you want to talk about somebody who kind of comes into the game. And all of a sudden you're just like, okay, okay. We kind of got this like starting lineup figured out. Okay. We kind of got this. Okay. Horford's going to space out. Oh gosh, here comes Rob. Like now, like, yeah. you know, that, that kind of, uh, um, for then you got like the vertical spacing and the, and the rim protection, all that said, I, I do agree about the defense. And I also, I, I mean, I think even if that's something that the Celtics have to think about going forward right because you know Derek White is under contract and all, all this stuff like they like I think that after this season yeah like maybe you have to have a conversation about like okay what what is Derek's White what is Derek White's actual potential here he's really good like sure, what are we sure. uh, what are we going to do about this um this season like I, I think we've seen enough of that 
that starting group from last year to just to just know like what their potential is. Um, I think I think they'll be getting back to that and and uh, trying. But down the line, I'm curious to see. I, I don't think that this line. is locked in by any means. Down the line for sure. And you still have Grant Williams, who we haven't really mentioned. And like Grant Williams, I think after this season, the, I don't know if he was worried about the trade deadline, but the trade deadline has gone. And one of the reasons why they didn't give him an extension before the season, I thought had to do with potentially just in case, maybe if they wanted to, you know, probably maybe (laughs) trade him. Yep. That, that was, that was possible without messing up the cap and making it complicated. Now that that's passed, he, he can be like, okay, okay, it's, it's good. We're good. And then now he has to get back into that role and get through and, and, and get his contract. And I think once he gets his contract, which I think will be with the Celtics because he's a restricted free agent. And it's, yep. I don't think the people, the team's going to overpay Grant Williams to, to lure him away as a restricted free. I just think it's going to work out how it's how it's supposed to with him in Boston. Then he can get to the business of okay, here's here's I'm good. I'm here for a while. I can wrap my head around it. And next season you can talk about starting Grant or starting Derek White or something else and 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 maybe going a different direction. Uh but right now Al Horford I think is too good still just good enough where he's too good to put bring off the bench because his level of defense with Rob behind him, too good. That's too good. Next season, when it's, you know, Al's a little older and it's a little bit harder, sure, change that dynamic then. But right now, you got something that works. And the Celtics need to make it work. I, I don't I'm not moving Rob to the bench. I, I need him. His whole thing is setting good screens for these yeah. guys. Yep. rolling and being a lob threat and have people defenders worry about him and dribble handoffs, great passes from the high post. He's exactly what they need. The spacing is right with him on the floor with these guys, the other guys, Brogdon and white, and the, they can figure it out with a different dynamic. They can go five out. You can put Mascala on the floor, space things that way. They can do something different because they have, they have a different dynamic. They don't have Tatum and Brown and all that. It just get these guys the reps. I don't know what happened with Rob in that Milwaukee game. Hopefully that that's not a, an indicator of anything. Get Rob on the floor. Get these five guys out there. Get these last twenty three games and and win. You know, go out there and solidify that that top seed. Solidify your spot. Go into the the playoffs knowing that you don't have to travel at the beginning of every series. Do that and win a championship that's that's the pep talk man <laughs> censored myself there at the end too I spent too much time with kendrick perkins <laughs> you let those things fly carry um, the hell on corrales carry the hell <laughs> yeah i'm gonna carry the hell on because uh i'm gonna get into trouble if i don't end this podcast soon so tom westerholm appreciate you my man appreciate you Tomorrow we'll get more into some of the stuff, the the other stuff we need to be looking towards for this last home stretch, the last third of the season. And there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I think Joe Mazzula, his coaching is is certainly, um, now that he's got the the interim tag removed, there's something to talk about there. Other people uh, on on the 
you know, like Grant Williams, you know, players like that that have to be kind of uh, figured out here as we move forward. So that's all going to be part of tomorrow's podcast. Make sure, uh, and we're not gonna we're not gonna piss you off with with future potentials of of guys being moved. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome all of you new listeners. I hope you enjoyed the podcast enough to subscribe. Um, if you didn't, give us another shot. I swear it gets better. It's all. Uh, if you are a subscriber, I'd love it if you share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.